I'm Brooke Bissett, and this is Solo Applicant, the podcast where we talk about what it's like to be trucking along on this little road, trying to create a family when you're the only one ticking in the boxes. Uh, Today, I'm talking about expanding your community and how there might be resources out there that you might not have considered. Uh, Today, we have the awesome opportunity to speak with Amanda Koval from My Adoption Coach uh, on various amounts of platforms, and she's just going to give us a little information about some of the, um, the things that she offers to help people who are searching to build their family, and I just think that we get a lot of good takeaways about just further reassurance that you're not alone we're not alone (laughs) and there are communities out there that are striving to help us to find our way on this bumpy little road so let's go ahead and listen in All right, everybody, today, our guest today is Amanda Covell, and she is the owner of My Adoption Coach. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Ah, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I've watched your videos before and followed um, a lot of your social stuff, and I'm just really excited to have this opportunity to like talk with you and um, for other people to hear the awesome advice and experience that I know you have to offer. So <laughs> awesome. So uh, first of all, uh, you are an adoptive parent. Um, I don't believe that you're a solo applicant, but you have worked with a lot of solo applicants before. I totally have. Yes. So an adoptive parent of two, um, they, at the time of this recording, they are seven and four, soon to be seven and five. Oh, those are great ages. Those are my favorite (laughs) ages to teach dance to actually. Oh, really? Oh, my seven-year-old would be your best friend. She is obsessed Uh, with dance. (laughs) I love that. I teach tap dance and seven is like the age when they kind of like get it a lot and like you can start doing like a lot of really cool stuff with them so (laughs) yeah just today we were watching youtube videos of dance competitions and mimicking them in our living room (laughs) yes oh those are my dreams (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah they're both uh, adopted domestically here in the united states um my daughter was born in florida and my son was born in arkansas and so um and my husband and i had the the good fortune of being chosen to be their parents so yes i'm I'm not a solo applicant but i have worked with a lot of solo applicants through the work that i do um, in my business my adoption coach Uh, i love that can you tell us a little bit more about like what my adoption coach is and maybe like how you came to to like create it and and like just kind of how it came about what it does Yeah. So uh, I tell everyone that my adoption coach really is my passion. It's what I believe I was put on this earth to do, which is to to help um, remove the overwhelm and unnecessary time and expense for adoptive parents. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're preaching to the choir over here. Yes. Overwhelming. (laughs) Check. (laughs) Expense. Check. Awesome. Yes. Definitely a need. I love, I always love just like this this ongoing theme that I've been exploring on this podcast journey too is just like how adoption, you know, it improves your life in so many ways, but also like creates all these like different pathways for people that they didn't even like wouldn't have considered, right? Like if the whole adoption community and world hadn't like been part of them. Yeah. 
for sure. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I listen, I still have a corporate day job that I love, mm -hmm. but this is the passion that fills my heart. Um, a few years ago, I had the good fortune of my corporate day job asking us, what is your passion in life? And I was like, mm -hmm. Hmm, my children, but what else? And yeah. that's when I realized that I really wanted to help other people through it. That when we went through the adoption journey, that I just felt so lost and I didn't know yeah. what to do. And I tried to listen to everything and watch everything that I could, but I just wish that there were one concise place where I could go and talk to people that had been through it. And so that's really the aim of what I try to do. I try to create communities and videos over on my YouTube channel and courses to help people really go through the process and as easily as they can. Um, yeah. It's never going to be an easy journey by any stretch of the imagination. But if I can help someone learn something from someone else's experience or my experience, then I, I call that a, a day well done. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> I understand that. Like like reaching out and like searching out information and trying to just find your way because it is extremely like it, it's very convoluted and it changes by which state you're in and like what your age is and your situation and it's just really challenging to kind of like choose and then sometimes you choose and you're not sure did i even make the right choice i don't know enough <laughs> to know if i made the right choice and yeah. um yeah so definitely more resources in the world is like so helpful um so so with my adoption coach what is what is something that like okay so like let's just like pretend like if i were to show up what what would what would happen like like i can watch your stuff on on youtube which i've done and got some really great information from that um but like if somebody were to meet with you what would they be um like finding out or, or how would you be assisting them, I guess? Yeah. So my goal is to meet you where you are. And there's basically, you know, kind of call it three big phases that happen as someone is going through the initial steps of their journey to get live, so to speak, and to be a waiting family. So that, that very first step is to determine what type of matching is right for you. Right. And so okay. I have a program that helps you walk through that, understand the different types of matching and kind of the ins and outs of that. The next thing is you start to go through kind of what I call the litany of steps, right, mm -hmm. for that type of adoption. And you really need to learn about the most efficient path through those steps. Yes. Because, <laughs> you, you can spend I have not been efficient. Let's just say <laughs> that's what's been going on with my journey. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, in a blink of an eye, you can spend thousands of dollars and it can be a year later and you're oh, still gosh. kind of in the same spot, right? And so Time goes like so fast. Like even like I, I'm like now on like my next step on my Ecuador international journey, but like, my goodness, it's taken like literally almost a year just to get to the point where now my home studies are proven and I can start on my dossier. And so that's like exciting, but like now I have to wait for all the like FBI approval and the I-800 mm -hmm. and those are just like months on each document, you know? So it's just yeah. like, it definitely goes quick, but also like really slow. It's just shocking how in your head you're like oh soon and in like a sense it is soon but it's also like not soon at all you know <laughs> right <laughs> for sure so once you kind of know where you're going and know the process by which you go then where i focus and really what makes my heart the happiest is to help 
hopeful adoptive folks really learn what the story of their family is and, you know, kind of help them bring that to life through their profile. I've, I've worked in marketing for some super big brands in the world and I've been super fortunate to do that for about 25 years now. And I really bring that to bear in creating adoption profiles. I help you tell clear and concise stories about who you are so that it makes it easier for expectant families to get to know you. And I do that grounded in a uh, research that I've actually done myself. I've spent over 3000 hours talking with expectant and birth families to understand who they chose and why they chose them. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I've used to create the emotionally connected adoption pathway, which is the process by which I walk people through the Mm -hmm. overall process of building their adoption profile. So if you were to come to me, I would say, where are you on my journey, my friend? Let's grab Mm -hmm. hands and let's take to the next step and really get you to where you need to be so that you're ready to make that connection with an expectant family. Okay. And just to clarify, this is for uh, domestic infant adoption in the U.S., correct? Correct. Yeah, that is my area of expertise. Um, And if you are looking for other types of adoption, I've got enough connections that I'll point you in the right direction. But yes, you're right. Domestic infant adoption in the U.S. is my, my area of expertise for sure. Awesome. And are the people that you're helping, are they like with an agency or is this sort of, I've, I like one thing I've always, I've seen on like reader boards that I'm like, okay, how does that work? I see people who are pursuing it on their own and they're like, oh, I created a Facebook adoption profile or I, I don't even know, you know, <laughs> you know, what all these, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't really understand how people even go about doing it without necessarily an agency, but then at the same time, having been through the experience currently with an agency, I also sometimes I'm like, it would be great to know what the other options are too, because um, like if your current agency only serves a certain amount, like locale and not like a broad enough range, this is what I'm finding. Um, I feel like my profile isn't being seen by very many people at all because it turns out the agency that I chose, although is doing well, they don't have as broad a reach, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I work with hopeful adoptive families that are working with agencies, that are working with consultants, attorneys, and that are self-matching. And for Mm -hmm. those that want to self-match or privately match or independently match, whichever term you want to use, um, for those that are, you know, doing that, then I actually teach them the marketing behind sharing okay. your adoption profile. So not only do, do I help you create it, but then I teach you how to share it so that you can go match. I'm not a facilitator. I'm not an agency. I'm not going to match someone, but okay. I'm going to teach them how to share their profile. And we really do that in a variety of ways, right? And it doesn't matter. Like you could also have um, an agency assisted adoption, which means yeah. that you're actually going and matching with an expectant family on your own. Okay. But then you're going to have an agency come and kind of walk alongside you with social services aspect yeah, that absolutely. is really critical for an expectant parent to really get the help that they need along the journey as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes total sense. Cause there's so many like different steps and then different States that have different requirements that can get kind of confusing as well. Um, so like, have you worked with, um, any like solo applicants and, and like, what is maybe some of the experience that they've maybe have in common that they're struggling with or that, that you find like, Oh, this is, 
something that a solo applicant could really use help with, something like that. Yeah, for sure. So I have worked with quite a number of solo applicants, if I can get my words out properly today. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and really, it comes down to, especially the feedback that I get from expectant parents, is that they want to just see what your real life is like, right? Yeah. And part of seeing what your real life is like also that they want to see is that you have a village, right? And yeah. so they want to be able to answer the question in their mind, the what if, right? What mm -hmm. if you're in an accident on the way to pick up baby, right? What yeah. if something happens where you are incapacitated and not able to care for baby at the time? What happens in those situations? Mm -hmm. And that's what expectant parents tell me like, hey, I want to see what life is like for them every single day. What do they love? What do they like to do? You know, what do they do for a job? You know, all of those types of aspects of your life. But then they say, but I also want to know what happens in, you know, in the bad times, in the dark times, right? And I'll say, well, what do you mean by that? And they'll say, you know, you're in an accident on the way. Who comes and picks up baby? I want to get to know that person. I want to get okay. to know that village that's there surrounding you because that village is going to be just as important as they are for anybody else. But I want to understand them on a little bit deeper level, too. Mm -hmm. and so that's where I really focus a lot of my work with Russell Hopkins is really around how we can tell their story and talk about how their village is just such an ingrained part of who they are and mm -hmm. make the expectant parents feel really comfortable about the fact that they have a village that they can depend upon and yeah. that it is not just going to be mom and baby hanging out somewhere or dad and baby yeah. hanging out somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, and so that to me is, is what's really important, um, you know, whenever you're working through, especially the profile aspect of it, is being able to share that. A lot of what you're doing when you're sharing your profile is sharing the story of your life, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And you want that to be real and authentic because if not, one, that's gonna that's just ripe for disruption, right? If you're not yeah. showing who you are, then you're going to have a conversation with her and something's going to feel off to her and enough of that. And she's going to lead into, you know, not a good space for either one of you, but you want her to see that you are strong and independent and fully capable, but that you have a village behind you. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I've been interested in is, uh, so like my current agency only does um uh, what would you call it like paper profiles like a physical mm. paper profile um and then i sort of felt like i kind of bent the rules a little because i was like uh so if i add a qr code that's linked to a video in yeah. my profile is that okay and they were like oh yeah well we've never had anyone do that sure and so that's kind of how i tried to because i just feel like on paper i think i come off fine on paper but i also think like it's very challenging for somebody to not set me aside right away without maybe, you know, but I mean, because yeah. like you're looking at like the two parents on the cover and then you don't actually get a chance to like interact or whatever. Do you, do you help with the, um, the, like, uh, the like physical profiles or do you like suggest video? You know what I mean? Like what have you found to be, um, maybe the most, uh, persuasive i don't know if it's the right right but like you know yeah. like uh, impactful is probably the right word for profiles for solo yeah. people yeah yeah so it really depends upon how you're sharing your profile first and foremost and so okay. that, 
one of the big things that I believe in is creating a profile that's fit for use is kind of what I call it, mm -hmm. fit for purpose. So if you're going to be sharing something with your hairdresser, right, and you're like, hey, yeah. I'm hoping to adopt. And if you know of anybody that's considering an option, you don't want to hand her a profile book, right? Or you, yeah. know, you don't want to say like, just go check out my, you know, my Facebook page because the chances of that getting passed along are harder yeah, right, in real really. life. But if you hand her a business card, that's super fit for purpose, right? Okay. And then, you know, and then when it comes to like a, a profile book or a printed uh, profile or maybe even a PDF that's being shared around, yeah. I absolutely do believe in adding kind of that other dimension mm -hmm. of the, the sight and the sound and the motion behind yeah. who you are, because that helps create an emotional connection. So at a fundamental level, and this is part of my marketing training, right, that I've kind of yeah. grown up in for a long time. At a fundamental level, the human brain works in a couple of different ways, but we all retain information and process information differently, right? Not yeah. only do we have our own filter of the story of our life and all of those things that are kind of like, you know, kind of clouding our judgment a bit. But our brains, your brain might like reading more than my brain does. Yeah, your absolutely. brain might like audio more than my brain does. And so we yeah. want to make sure that we're meeting someone where they are, whether it's handing them the business card or mm -hmm. putting a video there for them to read. So absolutely, or, you know, to see. So yeah. absolutely great call on your part to include <laughs> the QR code yeah. in there. And my clients who are actually working with traditional agencies, they match much faster than the agencies tell them that they will because that's yeah. one of the things that we do is we include awesome. a video. So yeah. if it's a PDF that's being emailed out though, we include a link to the video that they can just mm -hmm. tap on from their phone, right? Because yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because if it's a PDF that's going out, you got a QR code in there. She's looking at it on her phone. She's like, well, how do I get Well, how do I scan it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So it may seem really simple on the surface, but it's thinking through all those different details as it relates to sharing your profile from everything from what you're talking about on, you know, about your family to then engaging with the human brain in the different ways. So you become more memorable because she sees that you're wearing the plaid shirt, walking around the backyard, throwing the ball to the dog versus mm -hmm. just seeing a plaid shirt person standing next to a dog, right? Those are very yeah. different emotive moments for her. And then if, you know, then if she's getting that profile and it's super easy for her to engage with, then she's going to want to stick around and read it a bit longer. And that's really your goal is that she reads it long enough to say, Hmm, I'm interested in talking to this person a bit more. Yeah, that's absolutely good advice because yeah, one of the things that I keep thinking that I've like as someone who's into like communication and theater, I've just been like like man, like if we could just if you could just see me or you could just talk with me, I, I you know, you just you connect with people like you said so much differently when you just watch them like physically move. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like those like silly Harry Potter, you know, pictures <laughs> that actually move. Like yeah, those are a little bit more engaging and you get a better idea than of something than if it was just like a picture, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so do you have any like, uh, like motivational might be like kind of a big word for it, but like, do you have any like stories of hope, I guess, for some of us solo applicants who are kind of at that point where it feels like, okay, I feel like I've, I've done a lot of the things, but you know, like, I don't know. I, I'm always just listen, out on the lookout for, for stories that can give me more perspective 
on how things transpire, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I try to fill my YouTube channel with as many stories as, po as folks will allow me to. Yeah. Um, it's, re it's really like, hey, if you've got a story you're, you know, want to share to be a Ray, like come check us out. But one that always just hits me right in the feels is uh, Kathy. Kathy had come to me and shared, you know, like, hey, I'm a solo applicant and I am really hoping to adopt to form my family, but I'm just struggling with why someone will pick me, right? What is yeah. so special and unique about me that's going to make, you know, me be the right fit for someone? And it, that moment just really hit me right in the feels. And I was like, well, because you're amazing. That's why, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and and really help get to know her a bit more as I helped her through her profile and really pulling out her story and about how she has this really unique perspective of how her mom actually lives there with her and how mm -hmm. this grandchild was going to have the opportunity to get to know its grandmother on a whole different level, right? And it was like, oh, that is such a unique perspective that's a really awesome part of your story and she was like really do you think that's really going to set me apart and I was like absolutely mm -hmm. right I mean talk about your village in action each and every day and so and Kathy was working with a consultant she got picked she got to go out it was during COVID which Lord yeah. knows that was a crazy time for sure yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um, but she had to fly across country you know by herself to get to meet yeah. him and just every time I think about kind of all the trials and tribulations that she walked through I realized that each time, as within my own journey, it was designed to teach us something, right? Yeah. You know what the what the universe had in power, you know, in play there for us, whether you believe yeah. in God or the universe or you know what you believe in. But yeah. I do believe that there's something that's guiding us throughout the journey. So my my inspiration for you would always be that there's some other lesson there to go and educate yourself on and to use the time in the waiting period to educate educate yourself. Yes. That was one of the things that I wish I had done before our oldest came home. And honestly, when she came home, it was only at that moment when I'm rocking her and sitting in her, you know, in her nursery for the first time, I have this moment of, oh, I have so much to learn to properly raise this child. I was yes. so focused on the end goal of becoming a mother that I had not stopped to think about really all of the trials and tribulations she's going to face as she grows and learns. And now my son too, around being an adoptee. And yeah. so that would be my encouragement for you is to, to stay focused on those stories of hope, go seek them out, go find them, go watch them on replay when you're feeling a little low, mm -hmm. but then look for those moments in everyday life that you're like, Hmm, maybe I should go research this. Hmm, maybe I should go learn about more about this so that you can be equipped and have the right toolbox to help your children as they grow. Um, just recently, even as we were doing a school project for my seven-year-old, we were reading this book and um, the line in the book, it, it caught me so off guard and just kind of took my breath, breath away. It said, I had this horrible thought. What if I'm adopted? And mm. I just took, you, you know, like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting there, you know, reading this with my two adopted children. Yeah. And then we had to stop and have this reflective moment on, you know, not everyone understands the beauty and the miracle of adoption. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we're just going to have to take a moment and educate those around us about it. But yeah. I think the first education we have to do is to ourselves so that we can be equipped for just moments like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's such a good point. And um, definitely kind of an ongoing theme I've been having with people in discussions is like, so what'd you learn? Oh, yes. The time that you are spending waiting is actually in its a really aggravating sense, but it is a it gift is. <laughs> because it, it helps you like you're not the same person no matter what happens. Right. Like as when you started yeah. the journey, as when it will eventually well, in the conclusion of that part of it, you know, and then start the whole new thing, like you said. Um, yeah, thinking back to when you were saying about the uh, the story of Kathy, yeah, that was kind of kind of like an eerie moment for me because actually that's like a big part of my story that I did not highlight because I live on the same property as my mom, and that's yeah. definitely like a thing that will be in yeah. my child future child's life is that um, my mom is my best friend and and we'll always live on the same property and uh, my dogs like stay all day at her house in the daytime and she'll be the one who like you know is the nanny type figure when I'm at work and um you're right I should probably feature that a lot, a lot more <laughs> so, yes. so, so funny that that story that you chose was like I was like well that sounds exactly like my situation <laughs> and so thanks for that <laughs> you're very welcome I hope uh, yeah oh gosh um yeah that's um so where would be the the best place for people to who are interested in connecting with you uh, to reach out or like what kind of platforms are you on that they can go look you up? Yeah, so I'm I'm on all the platforms, um, but the the two places that I am most active would be our Facebook group. So the My Adoption Coach Facebook mm -hmm. group. I am super active in there. I'm super active, um, you know, in DMs. You can DM me anytime. I'm one of those strange lady that even checks her message requests. So don't worry if we're not friends. <laughs> we'll see your message. Um, but then I have tons and tons of resources over on myadoptioncoach.com. And okay. so I have free trainings right there on the main homepage um, to meet you where you are again in kind of those three main areas that most people start out in their adoption journey. They're all about 10 or 15 minutes each and they're designed just to help you make that next decision to get to the next step. Awesome. All right. Well, so that's myadoptioncoach.com um, with Amanda Koval. And like, wow, thank you. I know I'm, I'm going to like run to the internet <laughs> as usual. Got to go <laughs> run to the internet and do some Googling and uh, find that Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. And just, you know, think it's so wonderful to be able to talk with people who want to have experienced some kind of related journey to adoption, right? Like, so it's like not just coming from somebody who's decided, you know, I mean, there are people out there who are great at that, but like, you know, like it's yeah. definitely hits different when somebody has that like personal adoption experience yeah. um, to, to be able to like talk to people because they're going to really understand more of the uh, emotional details that I think that if you weren't part of the adoption community, it would be more challenging. Um, and also like, uh, how great to uh, meet somebody else who is trying to create a community, right? Like, and like, like, let's just like talk about things and, and stop wandering around such as myself, you know, like feeling like, am I, am I doing this right? I, it feels like, it feels like I could be more efficient, <laughs> like a lot more efficient. Um, yeah. So awesome. Well, th yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming on in and chatting with us. And I, and I really encourage people to go out and, and, and look up your amazing resources and, and like you said, find out what would be applicable to the personal journey that they're on, whether they're a solo applicant or not. So. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much. And thank you for giving a voice to our community. I think that's really important. And I do, as cheesy as it sounds, I think we're all stronger together in community. So thanks all the work you're doing. We really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I love that idea about community. I mean, I think, isn't that what we're all trying to do? Just building a family in itself, but also the ways that we need to like reach out and find the people around us who support us and who can offer us assistance. And so I hope that today's episode gave you another resource, another little tool in the pocket in order to be able to keep going steady on this journey of becoming a solo applicant. I would love to build a community with you. So if you're interested, please reach out to soloapplicant at gmail.com. If you would like to uh, set up an interview with me, because I'm always looking for new people to expand this little community. All right. Keep tracking, everyone. There's people out there just like us. And we're all rooting for each other. Bye.